Today we're continuing our message series on Jesus stories. Real stories happened with Jesus and the people he was with, but also stories that, that help us understand life today and help guide us in who we are as we follow Jesus. And today, a little bit different, we're just going to explore a story that Jesus told about his father, God the Father. We'll kind of start our brains going by just finishing the sentence, my dad is... You know, kids say all kinds of things about their dads. My dad is strong. My dad is bald. My dad drives a pickup. My dad has a beard. My dad likes to hunt. My dad tells bad jokes. Kids say all kinds of things about their dads. But what matters most to a child is their father's heart. What every kid wants is their father's heart to be open, welcoming, and full of love for them. What every kid wants is to be able to say, my dad loves me. That's what counts the most. Now, Jesus talked about his dad, of course, God the Father, because Jesus is best qualified. Jesus is uniquely qualified to reveal God the Father to us. Uh, We live in a time where we're suspicious when anyone says anything about anything because news seems to be more propaganda than news. Every movie or series seems to be uh, created to influence our opinion about some matter. And we've all had people that we trusted who misled us. So when someone says, I can tell you a story about what God is really like, we, get, we may be thinking, oh yeah, right. I mean, we'd like to know what God is really like. But can we know? I mean, isn't everyone just making up their ideas about God? These questions kind of come into our mind. Or as one very confused author recently wrote, the Bible is just people's ideas about God. Now at Cornerstone, we're a biblical church We understand the scriptures, the Old and New Testaments, as God's word, God's way of revealing himself to us. So we trust what the scriptures say, and we trust that the Holy Spirit guided the disciple John to write this about Jesus. No one has ever seen God, but the unique one who is himself God is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. I mean, the hard reality is no one's ever seen God. God is spirit. The good news is that Jesus Christ, the unique one, who is God himself, the Son of God, is near to the Father's heart, and Jesus can accurately explain to us and reveal to us God the Father. Otherwise, we're just guessing. Jesus, the unique one, the Son of God, isn't guessing. He reveals accurately the Father's heart. And in Luke chapter 15, Jesus told a story that reveals God the Father's heart for us. And it starts in an interesting place. It starts with a son with a rebellious heart. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before I, you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. This younger son is in complete rebellion against his father. He is saying, I wish you were dead, dad. In fact, give me the money I'll get when you die. I want the money now. I don't have to wait till you're dead. I don't want anything to do with you. I just want my inheritance. Now, amazingly, without yelling or cursing at his rebellious son, the father actually agreed to do this, which in that culture would just would never happen. And then the rebellious son, now free from his father's guidance, heads out in the world to do whatever he wants. And this son's rebellion runs its course. A few days later, the younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. 
And there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him and the man sent him into his fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. But no one gave him anything. And at first the son's rebellion was great. And that's the way rebellion works. It's often a lot of fun at first. He spent his money on whatever he wanted. Parties, stuff, drink, women, whatever he wanted, he bought it. It was great. And then, of course, the money runs out. Nothing to show for it. No investments to live off of. And then a famine hits. Food is scarce. He finally gets a job from a farmer feeding pigs, which is strange. A Jewish boy feeding pigs, an unclean animal. And he's so hungry that the pig slop looks good to him. Which meant, of course, the son's going to give up his rebellion. Learns a hard lesson. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, at home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and here I am, dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I've sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. His rebellion isn't working. His life's a mess. He's got nothing left. He's all alone. He's got no hope. So he finally comes to his senses. I had it better at home. In fact, my father's servants have it better than I do now. I'll just go back. I'll tell my dad, I admit my rebellion is wrong and stupid and foolish. I've sinned against you. Would you just take me as a servant so at least I won't starve to death during this famine? And this is the point in the story at which people listening to Jesus, I think, started talking amongst themselves saying, I know what's going to happen when that rebellious son tries to go home. His father won't talk to him. This son's a failure. He's a complete embarrassment to his family. His father will say, you're dead to me. He'll slap his son in the face and have his servants carry him away. That's what a father would have done in that culture with a rebellious son who had disrespected his father and shamed his family. But this is where Jesus reveals that the father's heart is very different. Listen. So when he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. And those listening started thinking, wait a minute, that's not what fathers do. In that time of culture, no father runs to anyone in his family. People in the family run to the father. The father doesn't run anywhere. A disrespected father, he would just turn his back on that worthless son. I mean, a father's heart toward a son who's so messed up would be hard and cold, and there would be no mercy. But Jesus said, my father's different. My father sees you when you're a long way off. My father's filled with compassion. My father will run toward you. He will meet you. He will welcome you. He will give you a big embrace, a big hug. And those first listening to the story were thinking, what kind of father does that? No father acts that way toward a rebellious son. Story continues. His son said to him, Father, I've sinned against both heaven and you, and I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. And the listeners were thinking, that's exactly right. That lousy, rebellious son has ruined his life. He shamed his family. He can in no way ever, ever be a son again. 
And then Jesus gets to the punchline of his story. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet. And kill the calf we've been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast, for this son of mine was dead and is now returned to life. He was lost, but now he's found. So the party began. And those listening could hardly keep from shouting, you cannot celebrate this son. He wished you dead. He rebelled against you. He ruined his life. He wasted his inheritance. He shamed your family. He shouldn't even be your servant. How can you welcome him home and celebrate with a feast? Your son was lost and as good as dead and you should have left him there. He deserves judgment. Jesus told this story to reveal God the Father's heart to us. We all have pushed God away. We have rebelled against him. We have ruined parts of our life. We have wasted gifts that God has given to us. We have brought shame on God by how we have lived. God the Father shouldn't even want to accept us as lowly servants. We've been lost and as good as dead, and God should have left us there. We deserve judgment, but that's not the Father's heart. The Father's heart celebrates when we turn toward him. In fact, the Father runs towards us. He welcomes us back home. He blesses us with good gifts that we do not deserve. And the Father is so happy that we've come home. He doesn't judge. He just welcomes us. That's what's at the core of the Father's heart toward us. Welcome. Of course, in the story, there's also an angry oldest son. Meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. When he returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house, and he asked one of the servants, what was going on? Your brother is back, he was told, and your father has killed the fattened calf. We are celebrating because of his safe return. The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him, but he replied, All these years I've slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to. And in all that time you never gave me even a young goat for a feast with my friends. Yet when this son of yours comes back, after squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the fattened calf. Dad, what are you doing? That son of yours is a jerk. Don't you realize he spent your money, his inheritance, on prostitutes? Why are you throwing him a feast? You're rewarding him for his failure. I've been here all the time, done everything you've ever asked. You've never given me anything for a feast with my friends. I earned your love. I deserved your love. What's wrong with your dad? Then listen again as Jesus reveals the father's heart. His father said to him, Look, dear son, you have always stayed by me, and everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day, for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he's found. Because in the father's heart, there's love for this angry oldest son who was mistakenly thinking he had to earn his father's love. And in the father's heart, there's love for this rebellious young son who mistakenly thought he was unworthy of the father's love. Jesus reveals the truth about the father's heart. It's filled with love for his children that stay at home, and it's filled with love for the children that wander off, get lost, and mess up their lives. At the center of the Father's heart is not judgment, 
but this love that gives hope and makes a new beginning possible. Or as God's Spirit guided John to write, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. And here's the Father's heart. God sent his Son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him, to heal, to help, to guide, to lead. God sent Jesus into the world so we'd come to our senses, come back home to the Father, and enjoy this wonderful welcome. And I wrote a prayer to help myself and you make sure that we understand this is for us. Jesus, thank you for revealing the Father's heart for me. Thank you that when I come home, come to my senses and turn toward the Father, he runs to meet me, welcomes me with a smile, and gives me a big hug and celebrates that I am home with him where I belong. Amen. That's true for me, and that's true for you. Let's pray it together. Jesus, thank you for revealing the Father's heart for me. Thank you that when I come to my senses and turn toward the Father, he runs to meet me, welcomes me with a smile, gives me a big hug, and celebrates that I am home with him where I belong. Amen.